Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Levi Lesko. And he's talking to us about a topic, I declare war. And he is not declaring war on the enemy or anything else. I mean, it is the enemy, really. It's the enemy trying to get us to live a life of mediocrity, of, you know, I can't do this because, and just kind of curling up and going against what we know to be true in our lives. But we just, it's like, I feel like there's two of us. I've mentioned this before, like there's two of us that we're trying to live, or it's like the good guy on the right shoulder and the bad guy on the left shoulder. And we have to literally make a decision every day to take captive our thoughts, to do the things that we need to do to glorify God, not to succumb to negative thinking and to being depressed and to being down and to being, you know, all of the things that would keep us from living the life that God wants us to live. And and I know for me, a lot of times, you know, you get in those days and it becomes a mood and he talks about that in his message today. Here's the first part of Levi Lesko's message, I Declare War. If you have a Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is where we're going to be. We're launching off on a voyage that uh, will take us for the, the next two weeks, for, for this week and, and next week. And so I hope you'll come back as next week we'll get really practical and, and, and into the nitty-gritty of some of this stuff as, as we talk about winning the war within. That's the title of my message, winning the war within. I once... Uh, not too long ago, had one of those late-night YouTube sessions, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like this to that to this to that. And they, I don't know what in the algorithm it is, but I started off watching something about Keanu Reeves's, you know, motorcycle collection. And, uh, and, and then I was on to some video about how to wash your car without leaving any spots. That was interesting. And before I knew it, I'm watching this video about what you can order on the Taco Bell menu that's keto-friendly. I was like, well, that's interesting. And then, and then I found myself with the starting next video, uh, the story of a man named Larry and his wife, Chrissy. And they were talking about how in the video about how they loaded up their, their snowmobile uh, and their, their, or it was an ATV rather. They loaded up their ATV on the back of his pickup truck and they were, they were going out for an adventure. It was snowy where they lived and I can relate to that. And, uh, and they came up to a river and they were going to cross the river on the truck and, and, and drive out across the ice. Now, side note, in Montana where I live, uh, you see people all the time in the wintertime doing this thing called ice fishing. These are people that are not that smart, all right? They go, they go out on the ice. And my friends have said, you got to come ice fishing with us. And I'm like, nah, I have no interest in that. It seems freezing. They go, no, we build fires out on the ice. And I go, well, that's not smart. Uh, that's why the population's so small in Montana, right? So, and they, I said, how do you know it's, it's thick enough to, to drive on? And they go, oh, well, if it's a foot thick, you can drive a truck across it. If it's three to four inches, you can be on an ATV or a snowmobile. If it's an inch thick, it can support a man. And I say, so you say. And well, in the video, Larry was talking about how he was looking at the ice and he thought it was thick enough for the truck. But then he goes, you know what? Let's just take the ATV and get that and load across. And so pretty much, pretty soon they're, they're out there flying across this ice. And, and he says it was awesome until it wasn't. When he heard the sound of the cracking and then the ATV stopped, dropped and rolled straight into the water below. Now he and his wife wearing the clothes and the boots that they were found themselves unable to do the only thing they needed to do, and that is to get out of the frozen water. They were at the edge of the ice, but they just couldn't, they couldn't get purchase. Their fingers, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything to get themselves out, and they began to feel themselves sinking. And Larry realized at a certain point, this is it. We are going to die here today. 
Now, spoiler alert, they did not die because I was watching a video of him tell the story, right? Some of you, some of you caught that. Some of you look real concerned. Uh, we'll talk about Larry and Christy in a moment. But what I can say is I can relate to how they felt dealing with something that they felt powerless to do anything about. Now, I don't know how that hits you or how you relate to it or on what level. Uh, when I say it's time to win the war within, it's time to declare war. I don't know what that hits you. Uh, I, I know for me, f throughout much of my life, uh, I relate to it when I, when I think about bad moods. Falling into the ice, being unable to get out, that's, that's what it feels like to me to be in a bad mood. Or as I call it in the book, becoming a version of me that I don't want to be. But I've seen it happen. And I've, I've actually caught it on the back end where I'm driving home from work and I'm replaying conversations and I'm, I'm thinking about how I was in meetings and just kind of the huffy, kind of self-focused, you know, entitled, just mercurial, right? I, I'd like to think I'm like Steve Jobs as a leader in the brilliant way, but really just in the mean way, you know what I'm talking about? And, and just driving home going, why did I do that again? Why didn't I listen more? Why didn't I ask more questions? Have you ever been there? Have you, ever, have you ever been falling asleep next to your spouse after a fight and you just go, why, why did I take that bait? Why did I allow my buttons to get pushed in that way? I saw it coming on. And in those moments, it's almost like when you're driving, like I, I used to live in California, we would drive to Mexico sometimes and you'd see like four highway exits until the border, three highway exits to the border. If you don't want to cross the border, get off now, get off. It's almost like that when you're falling into a bad mood, isn't it? Three highway exits until you're in a bad mood. Get off now. Stop now. Humble yourself now. The Bible says no temptation can overtake you, except which is common to man. And every time there will be a highway exit off on the way to being in a bad mood. But when you see those things flying by, and for whatever reason, you refuse to yield, you refuse to humble yourself, and all of a sudden, bam, you're in a bad mood. Then the enemy swoops in with the lie that you're stuck there. And so we sort of tell ourselves, like, well, there's always tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this day's no good, y'all. This day's bad. I'm in, I'm, what do you say? I'm in a bad mood. Now, why do we think that once we're in it, we have to stay there? Why do we think that once we're in it, there's no way out of it until the reset button of midnight? You know, just got to go home, put some sweats on, call Ben and Jerry to come on over, right? <laughs> Hang out for a minute, right? Because there's, there's always tomorrow. I think it's because we misunderstand what Jeremiah the prophet did and didn't mean when he said God's mercies are new every morning. Yes, there's a new mercy to the morning. Yes, it's good to start your day with a quiet time. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. I hope you'll come back. But let me say this. The morning time is not the only time the mercies are new. It's not like these are cell phone minutes we're talking about. Where it's like, well, dang it. Too bad they don't roll over because I had some extra minutes last Thursday. I was feeling really spiritual then. I really could use them, but I got to wait till the morning. No, I'm telling you, you can call out for new mercies every hour, every minute. Come on, every second. Is there somebody at a Life Church location who's willing to celebrate that God's got new mercies for you right now? Maybe you and your spouse were yelling in the car. Maybe you were yelling at your kids walking across the parking lot. And the moment you crossed the threshold, well, hello, praise the Lord. It's great to be here in God's house. How you doing? This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it, right? Now, we do that, don't we? And, and we put that mask on. We pretend like everything's okay. And really on the inside, we're hurting and, and we're stewing over what we've done. I, I've struggled with moodiness for a long time. You know what the saddest for me is watching my kids sleep sometimes. Maybe on that day where I wasn't super attentive. 
And then all of a sudden I kind of come to him, like, what am I doing? And, and I, I go stand in their doorway, and, and the, your kids look so peaceful when they're sleeping. And when they're sleeping, you would almost do anything for them to wake up and make some noise and go spill some Legos on the floor or whatever it is, right? And you see the little art project they were trying to show you on the counter, and you're like, what was, what was I thinking being on my phone when I could have been present there for that? And you just, you have such, you, you want to redo the day. You want to mulligan on that morning when you were so focused on the social media scroll and on this thing and on that thing at work. And you realize all of a sudden with, with, with stunning, sickening clarity what really matters and what is made of sand. And I got so sick of it, you know, even f seeing success in some areas of my life, but seeing just still failure I was struggling with others, feeling like Larry and Chrissy at times when these moods would come over me, being, feeling almost powerless to get out of it. Now, maybe you don't, you know, relate to me on, on those struggles, but I think the reality is we all have battles that we're in because, you know, we know about the devil. He's kind of a punk. He's the worst. And, and we know that the world brings tribulation and brings temptation and difficulty. But the truth is the most difficult war you will ever wage is the one with yourself. Me, myself, and I. There's where my real problems lie, y'all, right? And I don't think I'm the only one because Paul, who wrote 13 out of 27 books of the New Testament and planted churches all over the Roman Empire, he said, what I want to do, I don't do. And the stuff I do, that's the stuff I don't want to do. I like how the Passion Translation puts it when he said, and I quote, I'm a mystery to myself. Anybody feel that way a little bit? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? I don't get you. I don't get me either. <laughs> I'm a mystery to me. For I want to do what's right, but I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. How relatable are those words? And because of that, that's why I decided God put it on my heart to declare war, and I want you to join me. Not in declaring war against me. I, I, I got enough problems. I want you to declare war on the version of you that you don't want to be. I want you to identify that person. I want you to name that person. I gave the version of me I don't want to be a name. I'll call him Evil Levi, right? Because you can rearrange Levi to spell evil. You got to name that version of you so it can't claim you. You got to take that fool off the guest list and call it out when you're becoming her, when you're becoming him. And in declaring war, I'm telling you, a power will rise. That was Levi Lusco. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Levi Lusco, I Declare War winning the war within. You can also find out more information about him at his website, levilusco.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.